fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Already, can you believe Monday has come and gone just about already, and we are rock and rolling, which means we are back at it, ready to rock and roll ourselves here on the Voice of Reason. Welcome in, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio and TV, live streaming and podcasting. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Your millennial general reporting for duty the way we do each and every day here on the show. And I am excited about today. We have a lot I want to talk about. As usual, even on an off-political season, we have a lot to get to and a lot to talk about. So we'll try and cram through as much of it as we possibly can here on the program today. Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, also the Twitch.tv, and we're on LinkedIn, and the OurFreedomBook.com, and Instagram, and TikTok, all of it at Hoosier Reason, and the website at HoosierReason.com. Coming up on the show, bottom of the hour, Billy Primpa. He's going to be joining us. He is a congressional candidate for the state of New Jersey. That's right, New Jersey. And we're going to chat with him. Looking forward to it. I'm excited about that chat because he is making his round right now and he's making a big imprint and a big impression in the state of New Jersey. So we'll have him on the show at the bottom of the hour. A lot of downloads, by the way, too, for our podcast. We don't have any radio affiliates there yet, and I emphasize yet, but we do have a lot of downloads in that area too, so uh, we appreciate you guys out on the eastern coast there listening to the program, and uh, uh, hopefully you guys are aware of this candidate making some big names out there in the New Jersey area. Hopefully you had a wonderful Father's Day, a wonderful Juneteenth, a wonderful summer solstice, and the reason I mention that, uh, I'll tell you in just a second, it was a great Father's Day on my end. I, I cannot believe still that my little voice reason is seven years old now. It's crazy to think about because it goes by so fast with uh, how quickly she's growing with what she's doing, playing baseball this year. She's going into the second grade. Can you believe it? I don't remember much. I do remember my second grade. My second grade year, I, our house burnt down. Now, that was my memorable time of second grade. We had like an old 120-year-old farmhouse in the middle of Ohio, and we had some type of electrical fire or something burnt down. That was my second grade year. And the reason I remember it was my second grade year is because I loved my second grade teacher. And I remember having to go to class that day and be like, I forget her name. I was like, Mrs. So-and-so, my house burnt down. And I remember she just stopped what she was doing and just turned and looked at me. And she's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Anyway, so I can't believe she's that age now. Where I can actually start having some of my memories and remembering that far back, she's at that level now. Can you believe it? It's crazy. So we had a great Father's Day weekend. Got to spend some great time with her. We got some stuff done for the Hoosier Media Network and building the studios. I got uh, to, uh, Mrs. Voice of Reason and I got the ceilings done so we could start painting, which is really exciting. So it's coming together. We're making things happen a uh, really, really lot. It's really awesome. Uh, Juneteenth, I want to get to in a second because we actually got some emails regarding our content from Friday, which I thought was interesting. So I want to comment on that and maybe clarify, but I thought we did a relatively good job on Friday about what we were talking about with Juneteenth, which was, I thought, a really great holiday. Summer solstice, though. Andy, why do you celebrate summer solstice? That's like crazy and stuff. Summer. The reason I celebrate it, and here's why. It was nine years ago, and I don't know if I've told this story on the radio or not. When Mrs. Voice of Reason and I got together, now for most of you that know we're high school sweethearts, we've been together for a very long time. I think we're going on like 16 years together, 
We're coming up on our ninth year anniversary of being married, but we've been together like 15, 16 years. I mean, we we kind of been around each other for a while, uh, some long distance. And, you know, she was a couple years older than me, so we broke up in high school. But when we got back together and I went to propose to her, I because being the blonde dummy that I was and didn't pay attention to any of this, I proposed on summer solstice. So we kind of celebrated our ninth year of being engaged, which was cool. The problem was was that my entire strategy to propose to to Mrs. Voice of Reason was to wait until nighttime. What I had done was I had actually gone to the star registry, and I registered a star under our name. And and it was a Latin name. Can't remember what it is right now. It was like Together is One Forever or something. Uh, but we did the star registry. I got a star named after us. And the the entire goal was to go out at night and see the star and name the star and show her the star and say, we named it after us. We're going to be together forever. And then on the top of the mountain, we were, we were in Colorado Springs at the time, at the top of the mountain, show her the star and then propose at the top of the mountain under our star, which is really cool. Little did I realize that it was the longest day of the entire year. And while she's waiting for us to actually go out to dinner and actually have a date night, I'm sitting around trying to kill time and stall until it got dark. And I'm like, oh, it'll be dark by like 8 o'clock. It'll be cool. Don't worry about it. No, no, no. No, no. By like 9.30, 9.45, the sun's finally starting to go over the mountain and get dark enough to see the stars because it didn't wasn't, wasn't just till the sun had to go down. The stars had to come out. And still stupid me on top of it, I should have thought about it a little bit better. Instead of going out to dinner first and build the anticipation, she kind of probably knew it was coming. Instead of going to dinner first to kill some time, I was like, I want to go to dinner after we get engaged. Well, guess what? By the time we got off the mountain, it was like 1030 and every every restaurant was closed. So you're getting into the mindset a little bit of the ditzy blonde that that I am as the voice of reason when I was back then, at least. And that's why it was kind of a memorable day, because, yes, I wanted to propose not knowing it was summer solstice and the longest day of sun of the entire year when I wanted to wait for the sun to go down to actually do the engagement and the proposal. So I made a fool of myself, but it was nine years of us getting engaged, and it was something will be that we never forget, so I guess that's kind of cute. But uh, So happy engagement, and then we got married that following September, so it would be nine years coming up in just a few months, and I'm super excited about that one. So anyways, it was a great weekend. We celebrated that with the summer solstice. We celebrated Father's Day. We had a baseball game for Little Voice Reason on Friday. We got to do some construction and some work done. I got to watch the new kids' movie Crudes 2. Don't know if you've seen that one. Kind of fun. So that was kind of our family movie that we did on the afternoon. And overall, just a wonderful, fantastic weekend. And hopefully you did it as well. I know there were a lot of celebrations for Juneteenth over the weekend. And as you know, I got, uh, we talked about Juneteenth on Friday going into the weekend and whether it should be a national holiday or not. And I had made the argument that I want it to be, and I was very clear on this, I want it to be a federal holiday. The problem is, is that when you make it a federal holiday and you support something that Democrats had done, they find a way to abuse it, to take it to another level, to manipulate the twisting and the meaning of it to where it really comes out as a more divisive sort of thing instead of a unifying sort of thing. And that's the problem that we had. But I got an email over the weekend that I think we need to address that maybe clarifies part of that up. And that's the latest when we come out of the Voice of Reason mailbox. What's in the mailbox? Which you can always email me at Hoosier Media Network at gmail.com. Again, Hoosier Media Network at gmail.com. H O O S E R 
media network at gmail.com. And I love to get those uh, good or bad. Uh, but I got an email here and says, Andy, I just don't understand. On the radio yesterday, you named three or four reasons not to have a Juneteenth holiday. But in the end, you're all for that holiday. Republicans are almost always stupid. Ergo, they're called the stupid party. Helping establish a Juneteenth holiday, which almost every congressional Republican did, purposely ignores the real end of slavery, the Emancipation, uh, the emancipation Proclamation by Republican Abraham Lincoln, whose statues the left are tearing down. Republicans just gave that away and gave away their ending of slavery and Democrats complicitly, uh, complicity in the slavery. Stupid. Um, that's not what we did at all. And while the Democrats try to, as you mentioned, take the Republicans ending of slavery away with the Juneteenth message, with what they're doing, with trying to do the reparations argument, with trying to get rid of voter ID laws because they're somehow racist, because black people apparently are too stupid and poor to go get federal, uh, federally issued IDs, while they're trying to end a forced labor through the prisons for felons that are out there, which I think is a wonderful idea. Heck yeah, make them work, pay back to community by actually working out in the community as a felon while they're in jail. I absolutely love those ideas, but that's quote-unquote forced labor, and they used the Juneteenth movement to try and do all of these political agendas. Like usual, you give the government an inch, they take two miles. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to manipulate and make it divisive for a Juneteenth celebration instead of, as we mentioned on the show Friday, a unifying message where everybody should be celebrating, hey, we had this scar, we had this moment in our in our past as a nation where we did some bad things, and now we can move forward with a positive message to learn about what we did and how far we've actually come and how it could be unifying for society and this culture to say, you know what, yeah, we love everybody and everybody's going to be fair and equal now. But they can't do that because they have a really hard time trying to actually show unity because they want people divided, they want people angry, they want people hating one another, which is why they're taking the Juneteenth away and trying to do it on their own. But we can't let them do that. Now, for Republicans being stupid and just giving up their message of ending slavery, that's not the case. I want to read you a post from Alan West. As you know, uh, head of the Republican Party, Colonel Alan West, uh, head of the Republican Party down in the state of Texas. I think he's about to announce he's going to run for something down there. I don't know what it is. Senate seat, governor's race, something. I don't know. But obviously a black individual as well, conservative black individual. Here's what he had to say. And this goes to the message that we all need to have going into a holiday like Juneteenth. This is the message that we all need to have going into certain communities in the nation to win over minority groups to the conservative and Republican side again and make them wake up and realize what the heck's actually going on. Because Juneteenth does not uh, dismiss the Emancipation Proclamation. It does not dismiss the Republicans and Abraham Lincoln ending slavery in this nation. In fact, Juneteenth embraces all of that, and that's the purpose of all of it. Here's what Alan West had to say on Juneteenth, on June 19th this Saturday. Happy Juneteenth, folks. It's the day when blacks in Texas learned that they were free June 19th of 1865 in Galveston. But what does that mean today? It's the day when blacks found out that the first Republican president had signed the Emancipation Proclamation freeing them from the physical bondage of the Democrat Party. It was two years later, on July 4th of 1867, that 150 of those same black men met in Houston and established the Republican Party of Texas. The Democrats, in response, established the Ku Klux Klan. 
Today, the Democrats are economically enslaving blacks and have turned inner-city communities into modern plantations of welfare and economic dependence. Juneteenth is a celebration of why the Republican Party was established in 1854, the abolition of slavery. Only a flaming incompetent idiot would give the party of the jackass, meaning the Democrat, any credit for Juneteenth. That's a comment from from Alan West on his Facebook post and his social media post, and I 110% agree. It doesn't give up ours as a Republican Party for the Emancipation Proclamation, or it doesn't give up the Republicans' history of actually ending slavery when Democrats wanted slavery to continue and then tried to put a militant branch of the Democrat Party through the KKK or tried to continue with separate but equal or tried to continue with segregation or tried to continue with Jim Crow laws or tried to continue with X, Y, and Z. Now they're trying to overcompensate by looking in the mirror, putting on a mask to not recognize themselves, blame it on Republicans, and say they're the ones for all equality. It's not equality anymore, it's equity. Because they still have not gotten out of the mindset that they are not equal. We're looking at you now not as an individual or a human being like conservatives do. We look at you as a piece of equity. We're now about fair equity because you are equity, which means you have a certain value. What that value is, as Democrats, we're going to set that for you. But you're now a piece of equity, and we're going to fight for your equity to redistribute wealth and give you things so you don't have to work for it still. You can still have that glass ceiling above you. And we still control you because we'll always have more than you since we decide how much you actually get and how much your equity actually is. Democrats are doing that. Progressives are doing that. Liberals are doing that. Republicans aren't. We recognize the real, true celebration of Juneteenth when the black slaves that found out they were free started the Republican Party of Texas. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. 
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. That's how we kick off a program here for a brand new week. Welcome into the show, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Monday, the greatest day of the entire week. And thanks for the email. I mean, I don't mean to rail on you. I just, I don't know if maybe you didn't quite grasp what I was saying or trying to explain, but this, no, it is a celebration for all of us and for conservatives, especially because we got to free individuals. I don't know if the progressives and the other side recognize recognize this or not, but freedoms, liberty, private property, it comes from God-given rights. It does not come from the government. Government role is supposed to be limited and is supposed to preserve those, but it doesn't come from them. And Joe Biden made this comment. I don't know if you heard it. Over the weekend, he was recapping his experience with Vladimir Putin, with the uh, the battle that went on, the big royal, the big you know, the royale between Vlad and between Joe, where Joe rode his bicycle helmet and his nice little bicycle horn to show up to Vladimir Putin and show that they didn't be friends, but they didn't spar too much either. And he was giving uh, apparently some type of update on Vladimir Putin, where he said that you know what, we have our rights from God, we don't get them from the government, but we yield. Our rights to government. That's how democracy works in America, apparently. This is what he had to say. How could I be the president of the United States of America and not speak out against the violation of human rights? I told him that unlike other countries, including Russia, we're uniquely a product of an idea. You've heard me say this before again and again, but I'm going to keep saying it. What's that idea? We don't derive our rights from the government. We possess them because we're born. Okay, so let's stop right there. Good so far. We we have our rights because we're born. We have the right to life. We have the right to liberty. We have the right to private property. We have the right to the pursuit of happiness. We have those rights because we are born. Now it gets into the abortion debate on whether you actually have those before you're born. Apparently not, according to him, but... Let's not go down that road for today. You have those rights. You're a human being. You have those rights. Anti-Second Amendment, maybe you should reevaluate your policies there. Uh, Taxation, that's private property. Maybe you should reevaluate your priorities there, Joe Biden. But nonetheless, let's roll with it for a second. What you said there is right. We have rights not derived from government, because government is not God, even though the other side believes they are. We have rights that are derived from being a human being and from God when we are born. However, then he takes it to another level. Period. And we yield them to a government. (laughs) Really? Because if you're able to take them away, are they really a right? Can you really take something away that was, that you did not create? It's kind of one of, can you end life if you did not create it, which is why murder is bad because you can't do that. If you did not create it, can you take it away? Because if, you didn't grant the right, then how do you have the right to take it away? I'm confused there. Could someone explain this to me, please? If you didn't give it to them because your job is to preserve it, then why do why would we yield our rights to government? Oh, yeah, you have the right to life, but we're going to yield that away because you, the government said so. You know what? You have the right to do something, but we're just going to yield that away because you know it's, I, it's the government and it's the American country. We're just going to be great. We're going to yield that right. Um, no. Can we just say that? No, 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 please. So the forum, I pointed out to him that that's why we're going to raise our concerns about cases like Alexei Navalny. I made it clear to President Putin that we'll continue to raise issues 
of fundamental human rights. Because that's what we are. That's who we are. The idea is we hold these truths self-evident that all men and women, we haven't lived up to it completely, but we've always widened the, the arc of commitment and included more and more people. I think you forgot what he was saying. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women, you, you, you know the thing. You know the thing that all men and women, and we fail that sometimes, but you, you, you know the thing. I think you forgot what he was talking about. I mean, I guess if you're just yielding rights to the government your entire life, you kind of forget what you're thinking about because they just do it for you, right? <laughs> ah, we'll change gears when we shift. Uh, come back here after the bottom of the hour. It's The Voice of Reason. It's a Monday. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Oh, it goes by so fast. The fat, I don't care what other shows say, the fastest hour of radio on radio, plus the live stream, plus the TV, plus the podcasting all over the country. That's what we do here on The Voice of Reason, the fastest growing radio show in all the country as well. <laughs> I got I to gotta play it again one more time. Joe Biden talking about where our rights come from and who we yield them to. How could I be the president of the United States of America? and not speak out against the violation of human rights. I told him that unlike other countries, including Russia, we're uniquely a product of an idea. You've heard me say this before again and again, but I'm going to keep saying it. What's that idea? We don't derive our rights from the government. We possess them because we're born, period. And we yield them to a government. Yeah, wait, what? We yield them to the, excuse me, I know that you have human rights, just human rights that you're allowed to, you yield those to the government. We didn't give them to you, but we're allowed to take those away. That makes all the sense in the world. I'm excited. Let's get to our guest here, shall we, in the latest in What's Trending. What's Trending Today. I am super excited to have this guy on the program, shaking things up on the East Coast. We have a lot of downloaders uh, for the podcast on the East Coast right now. He is a candidate for the 9th Congressional District for the great state of New Jersey. He's also been an activist in the area for a long time. Super excited to have on the program Billy Prempa with us here. Billy, how are you, my friend? Brother, how are you? Thank uh, you for having me on, Andy. Man, it's good to talk to you, and I, I, I'm so glad to hear that you, you've announced. I've heard your name you know, before with some of the activism that you've done. Uh, real quickly, that clip from Joe Biden, did, did you know that, that we get our rights from God and from being human beings, but we yield them to the government whenever the government wants us to yield them? I didn't realize that. 
Well, I don't know what he's talking about. I highly doubt that he's read a constitution the entire 47 <laughs> years he's been in government because he wouldn't say something like that is ridiculous unless he's actually read it, which I highly doubt he has. Well, I mean, uh, it's all men and women are created equal, and, and you, you know the thing. I mean, that's that's the Joe Biden way <laughs> right there. Um, I, I love it. Talk about – got a lot to talk to you about because I know that you're running that campaign. You, you're going into the midterms, which I've mentioned this. There are so many candidates – on the Republican conservative side that have announced their candidacies for midterm elections a year and a half out, which to me shows there's a massive amount of people that are uh, that are very engaged, that are really excited for the elections. And I think Republicans are ready to rock and roll for this next one. But so far, I mean, I know we're a year and a half out, but are you getting some good response with your announcement running for the seat? Yeah, actually, I'm getting some really good responses. We had some good responses last year as well, too. I also ran in 2020 which was a very interesting campaign. You know, the pandemic came out of nowhere. Um, I got into the race very, very late. Um, I, filed my, I filed my petition about a week before the deadline. The campaign ran for about six to seven months. Um, I was able to win in the primary. I had a primary opponent, won in the primary. And in our district, we actually also broke history as well, too. We got the most votes for a Republican ever in the 9th District. Um, previously, the last number was in 2016 with 65,000 votes. It was Dr. Castillo. Um, and in my race, we ran and we got 98,000-plus votes. We were able to shift 30,000 Republicans to, I mean, 30,000 voters into the Republican side. Wow. And one of the main reasons why I believe this was possible was because in our district, um, there seems to be a lack of Republican leadership inside of our area. So there's a lot more unaffiliated voters than there are Republicans, and they're not registering as Democrats because if they wanted to, they'd be Democrats. But the truth is, in this area, they, the Democrats have completely taken control of New Jersey. They're in every single city, every single school, everywhere, and they do a lot when it comes to campaigning. Yeah, and, well, and it's kind uh, of given in those parties, areas, isn't it? I mean, it's just kind of given you vote Democrat in those areas. Well, yeah, and, and the only reason why it's, it's, it's kind of like that is because there's no Republican leadership, like I was yeah, mentioning. Yeah. There's 179,000 unaffiliated voters, 69,000 Republicans, and 202,000 Democrats, just to give you some perspective. So in this race, um, we ran a very unorthodox campaign. We didn't really get too much support. Nobody saw us actually making a dent in this area because nobody goes up against Pascrell. For the people who don't know him, He's an incumbent, 84 years old. He's been in there for 24 years. Prior to that, he was mayor of my city, which is now in absolute chaos. It's always been in chaos, honestly, um, since he's been around. And prior to that, he was an assemblyman, board of education. And then before that, he was a teacher. He spent half of his entire life as a politician, for the most part. He's also the 65th richest person in politics. Yet, you check out his uh, political track record and the things that he stands for when he pushes, it doesn't actually reflect what the people in our district actually want. In yeah. fact, when uh, the George Floyd riots happened not too long ago, he was one of the few people that supported the George Floyd bill and spent, likes to spend a lot of his time spewing rhetoric about defunding the police. And the interesting thing about that is our police have always backed him for 20, almost 30 years. Uh, the police have always backed him. And this year in 2020 was the first time that the police officers didn't back either of the candidates. Um, a lot of them were supporting me in the backgrounds, but none of them wanted to be on Pascal's side anymore because of a lot of things that he was saying. And this type of rhetoric has led to a huge spike of violence inside of our district, especially in my city. We've seen violent crime shoot up to over 60% just in 2020 alone, to give you some perspective. Um, and it's really, really sad. It's really sad what's happening in our area. He's been in here for such a long time, and he's not in tune with what the people really want. 
I want to bring new ideas to the table. We need to fix our education system and bring some school choice into our schools. We need to completely reform our government and, and get politicians like him out of, the, out of office. You know, he's got family members that are lobbyists in D.C. that are working on his behalf. Everything you could, you could think of of the most cliche politician in the world, you would either think Joe Biden or Bill Pascrell. <laughs> Man, I tell you, I'm excited just listening to you talk, the energy that you have, and I'm, I'm hoping that you can reach so many of the uh, of this community, of these crowds that normally don't hear conservative values. I know you said that there's a lack of leadership within the Republican Party there. Do you think Republicans are getting better at reaching inner city communities or reaching you know minority communities? Are, are Republicans, I think, have slowly tried to do so. They've given up on parts, but then I think the Donald Trump movement, the Republican National Convention last year, really did a big push and focus on that. We're starting, but are we doing enough, and is it getting better, do you think? No. Um, honestly, no, it's not. And um, but but what I can say is this, though, in a lot of these in a, in a lot of these areas, especially in my city, I'm probably one of the most probably the only known Republican, other than a handful of other politicians in uh, Patterson, that have uh, taken towards uh, Republican politics. Now, the the Republican Party, they haven't come into areas like Patterson, Passaic, Clifton, Trenton, Camden, Irvington, areas that absolutely need to be flipped because the key to winning New Jersey, and it's one of the things that I tell a lot of the Republican leaders that have been involved in the movement for many, many years, and when people ask, what's the biggest problem with New Jersey and why can't New Jersey turn red? In all honesty, New Jersey will never, ever turn red until we turn the inner cities red. The truth is, all the voters, all the, all the citizens are in the inner cities. Patterson, for example, in my district, it makes up 35% of the vote in my district. If you're not out there and you're not talking with people, like you're never going to get your point across. When I went out and I knocked doors and I talked with people in my community, we did events, most of them were shocked because not only have they never seen a Republican before, but I'm a 6'2 black dude from the 4th Ward of Patterson, New Jersey, that's a Republican, and I'm at their front door. So they, it's not that often that they, they run into Republicans or, or hear Republican ideas. And a lot of these people tend to lean unaffiliated. You know, sure. they don't want to be Democrats. They see the Democrats everywhere. If they wanted to be them, they'd be them. But when they see a Republican, they're more open to new ideas, believe it or not. And what I think the Republican Party is truly, truly missing out on is like they have a great opportunity to not only bring in new leadership and new ideas, but, a, but they'd be able to completely turn these cities around with better policies if they're able to get into these inner cities. And I think they actually have the opportunity to do so. I just feel like there's a lot of um, infighting and party politics that prevents these kinds of things from being done. Regardless, I live here. I don't intend on moving out of Patterson, despite it being very, very dangerous. I love this place with all my heart and soul. Um, I'm, I don't intend on, on leaving here anytime soon. So I'm going to continue to do the work. I'm going to continue to spread the word. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to turn this city red or at least put some common sense in our government. Amen to that. That's what we're talking about. Talking with Billy Primpa. Billy, P-R-E-M-P-E-H is the website. You can go there and check it out. Uh, donate, look into all the uh, different uh, platforms that you have there. It's a movement that needs to be done, as you mentioned. And conservatism, look, I mean, you even say this on your campaign trail. Conservatism wins for everybody, including the inner city communities. They're just, they don't recognize it. The, the Republican, the name Republican has been labeled as a bad name or as the racist or as the Nazis or as whatever, X, Y, and Z. And it's breaking that mold by people waking up and realizing that there's a better opportunity, that we can make the streets paved with gold, the American dream for everybody and not just for a select few. We just have to teach that and just spread that message. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. And and the truth is, I, I, it's a message that I believe a lot of African-Americans are starting to pick up on. They're starting to really get back to the origins 
of, of the party. A lot of them are waking up. Many of them are beginning to realize that the Democrats have been lying to us for a very, very long time. They've been saying they've got our back. They've been saying that they support us, but from the inception of this country, from the time that the Democratic Party has been created, they were always on the on the side of racism, whether it be the Trail of Tears, redlining, the segregation, well, the KKK, you name it. The Democratic Party had some part to do with this. You know, even even the the, the, the uh, Confederates of the South were the Democrats. Yeah. Recently, we had Juneteenth, and I see a lot of Democrats going out and talking about how. They freed the slaves from oppressive white men, which is true. But they leave out a very, very critical fact. The very critical fact of the matter is that it was a Republican president that, that led Union troops into Galveston, Texas, and informed the slaves of their freedom two years after the fact. The Democrats waited two years <laughs> to try to prevent the, the, the slaves from ever having their freedom. And it wasn't until this that, that these words actually came out. Many men and women died on behalf of the African-American community. The Republicans have always been on our side from the very beginning. A lot of people don't even know that the first 20 African-American congressmen and African-American senators were all in the Republican Party, starting as far back as 1870. Yeah. You know, the first Democratic senator wasn't until 1993. I was three years old when the first Democratic senator was. Yeah. Uh, his, name, her name was Carol Mosley Braun. And uh, it's, it's, it's been this way for quite some time. The truth is that when you look at a lot of the values that and it's not just the African-American community as well, too. It's also the Hispanic community as well. We tend to have very conservative, traditional values. We're very big on family, community. Yeah. We're big on God. A lot of us are pro-life, yet we tend to what, vote in the opposite way. I tell you, Billy, we got to take a hard break. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Absolutely. Uh, awesome. Hang tight. Hang tight. we got to take a hard break here. When we come back, I want to continue this and talk about what the Republican Party can do to change this and how we can win back the country and win back D.C. Lots more coming up here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Last couple minutes of the program. Welcome back in here on a Monday radio and TV and live streaming and podcasting wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you so much trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Excited to still have on the program with us here. Billy Prempa, P-R-E-M-P-E-H.com. BillyPrempa.com is the website. Go and check him out. The candidate for the 9th Congressional District in the state of New Jersey. I've always wanted to go to New Jersey. Always wanted to. And then I watched the show like Jersey Shores and stuff. And then I'm like, is that really what it's like out there, Billy? <laughs> I don't I don't know where that's at, Billy. I don't know that I want to go to that area where like Jersey Shores is at. Because that would drive me nuts. What, the Jersey Shore area? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks beautiful. But I, I mean, you t- to see the reality TV people there and I'd lose some IQ points. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's what the southern part of New Jersey is going for. But there's a lot more to South Jersey than just fist pumping and beaches and copious <laughs> amounts of vodka. <laughs> uh, I love it. it. it, it South Jersey, South Jersey is actually extremely, extremely conservative. It's very red down there. It's uh, they've got some great leaders down there in South Jersey, and my intention is to make North Jersey like that as well. I love it. I love it. I was going uh, during the break. I was scrolling through your YouTube channel, and you had a, a promo on here you put on just a couple of months ago about American privilege. I mean, when I saw that, that's a triggering moment for the other side of the aisle. American privilege, like what? You're sitting there holding American flag. You're talking about American privilege. How dare you? You're so controversial. Well, you see, the, the, the truth is, and and this is one of the biggest reasons why my opponent refuses to debate me or actually come up with any actual answers or questions because one of his number one tricks when it comes to debating or even speaking is pulling the race card and using it to his advantage. Well, try that with with someone like me. I'm a first-generation American. I live in his city. I live in the Fourth Ward, one of the most dangerous parts of our city. I'm a United States Air Force veteran. I've accomplished quite a bit with my life, and a lot of the things and the narratives that they push just don't apply to me. For example, he's one of the supporters of the H.R. 1 bill which would allow 16-year-olds to be able to vote. It completely forbids the, necess- the the requirement of IDs to vote and much, much more. Yet, in my parents' home country of Ghana, every single person, even the people all the way in the villages, have voter ID, and you cannot vote without one of these. But in the United States, it's too difficult for us to get it done because according to uh, Bill Pascrell, his son, and many other Democrats that share the same sentiment, they believe that African Americans just aren't bright enough to get an ID or idea how to get to the dmv and get it or even go to the county building and get a free id so it's very disrespectful and and um disheartening that this guy's still in office right now well that would be the epitome to me of racism we've talked about voter id a lot a lot on the program if you if you're the party that thinks that minorities whatever race you are hispanic or black or whatever where you you're either too dumb or too poor or too stupid to figure out how to get a federal id card and therefore we shouldn't have federal id laws like to me that is racism and that drives me absolutely nuts but that's why they don't want to debate you uh billy because you are a first generation american you're a you're you're a u.s veteran you have literally got to enjoy the american freedom now you're running for the one of the highest offices in our in our federal government in congress to be able to dictate and actually represent people of the united states they are threatened to the fact that you are of minority descent and you're succeeding in the american dream without the government's assistance and they're losing their minds because they don't know how to combat that yeah and and this is something that i don't think any of them could have ever thought possible. In this area, they always typically run uncontested. 
Democrats running against Democrats is usually um, not always uh, strong Republican contenders, not because the candidates aren't strong, but there, there isn't much of a framework that's in place right now to actually do this. Um, with the pandemic, it actually kind of worked in my favor with getting the word out. Everybody was in the home. I couldn't really go and knock doors. Nobody knew how this uh, sickness works or, or what it's, what it's going to do to you next. So we couldn't really do fundraisers, knock doors, or do anything like that. So a lot of this was online. So putting out videos, doing it through social media, sharing it through networks um, really, really helped get the message across. And I was able to run a, a, a pretty, a pretty uh, large campaign with a very, very small budget. And the truth is, politics is changing in this world. And in the, in the United States, um, the way politics has been for a very long time has been mail a bunch of flyers, you know, do a couple of, of shows here, and then there you go. You eventually get elected after knocking enough doors. Yeah. And things are a lot different now. We have a, a different type of voter now. The, the millennial generation, Generation Z, will be coming in soon and shortly. And that's one of the biggest problems that the Republican Party has. And it's one of my main focuses is to get more millennials and more young adults into the Republican Party, especially in inner cities, because the young adults are frustrated. We're going to inherit these problems if we don't do something. Man, I am so excited to have you on board and, and running for this. we got to get you back on the program. It's uh, Billy Prempa. You can visit him online, BillyPrempa.com. Billy, again, good luck with the campaign. we got to get you back on as the election gets closer. Absolutely, brother. God bless you. Hey, you as well. Always a pleasure talking to you. That does it for us today. Monday's all over. It goes by way too fast. Love talking with Billy. Get him back on the program again soon. Until then, this is your show. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everyone have a great Monday.